Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome, this is the World of Boating, Gregor First Mate, Captain Patrick Berry, the boater, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information, and uh, kick off the show by just giving a little update, uh, I no longer have COVID. Uh, Patrick was not here last week, I don't know if he heard the news, or heard my little song that I started the uh, show off with last week, but yeah, uh, I had COVID last week, I have it no longer. And um, that was the second time. I've been fully vaccinated, boosted the works. I got it a second time. Um, so, But I've recovered in less than a week. So that means I believe, Barry, that I'm superhuman, right? We'll go uh, with that. Well, I don't just know say about yes. humans, just say yes. we'll just say yes. yes. Okay, I'll say yes, yes. So, uh, so you there. Checks I'm, in the mail. I'm back in full effect. Uh, really didn't um, skip a beat. We did the show. Had no problems really last week, uh, even without a captain at the helm. We managed, but uh, was that news to you, Patrick, or did you uh, get wind of this uh, infection amongst the crew at the World of Boating? Uh, I did hear about it um, through email that I got uh, sent to me where uh, (laughs) people were wondering when I was taking over the show Yeah, uh, because you were on death's door. Right. And um, there there was, I mean, it it was pretty much, uh, I think they were planning your obit. Yeah, I mean the whole yeah. the whole nine yards. It was going to so. be a burial at sea, I believe, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> we can make that happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, it's not too late, evidently. I, I've I mean, and you don't you don't even have to be dead, right? Yeah, <laughs> we've experienced that before with a diver, and that was spooky. I don't want to do that again. Okay, all right. Well, uh, the bottom line is, if you get COVID, you'll get through it. Uh, that's my message to you. It's not the end well, of the world, especially at this point. You know, it's fortunate. It's fortunate that you were vaccinated because it could have been a lot worse. Well, who yeah. knows? You know, whether it was because I was vaccinated Medical or had it early and on. You know, yeah. No, they don't. That's know. who knows. They have yeah. no idea what. Uh, sure. That's right. Doctor Greg knows. Yeah, but no. I mean, I was fully vaccinated. I got it two years ago at the beginning of this when everybody thought you were going to die. And you ever uh, catch the flu? Yes, of course. How often do you catch the flu? Not very often for me, actually. But it's been more than once in your lifetime. Yeah. How is that possible if you've had the flu once? What are you talking about? What do you mean? <laughs> Barry, just don't even. No, no. Okay, I mean, I'm not, but, I'm not, I'm not, I'm but not. I was fully vaccinated and I caught it again. So, My point yeah. was, is that, you know, whether it was because I was fully, you know, the, being vaccinated didn't keep me from getting it. That is my point. So if it's you get it. It's supposed to. Uh, well, it is supposed to put up our defenses against it. That's right. Barry. And right. that's what happened. That's why you were able to get through both shows well, you, with very little, no coughing, no nothing other than you were confetching a lot about, uh, I'm a little tired, okay. a little fever, but I'm going to stick through it like a power person. Well, okay. Yeah. I was really just sick for a day. And that was well, the did, Thursday did, before the did show. Did this come about the way the Saturday. first time came about, which is where you split a bowl of chili with CJ? Uh, no, there was uh, no chili involved on this one. I, no, I, I don't just, know how I picked it up. You know, it's flowing through the air CJ, now. 
Wait, well, you were you were with CJ. Maybe he's like a carrier. He's patient zero. Well, ah. he he didn't he didn't get sick at all. So whether no, it got because it he's asymptomatic. Time, well, right. we don't know. I mean, you know, you guys are trying to medically diagnose all this stuff. We don't know. The question is, we don't know what's causing it. My point overall is just if you get it, uh, you'll get over it. You know, hopefully yeah, you should. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, you know, whether it was because I got vaccinated that it was pretty mild, because it was, I would say, 50% of what it was two years ago as far as Mm -hmm. the symptoms I had. But was that because I had it early on and I had some leftover residual or was it because of the antibodies or is it was it just because it's milder now? We, you know, we don't know the the latest variant. They, you know, one of the things they're saying is that it, it is much less potent in yeah. general. So, you know, that's why I, I, you know, I understand what you're saying. Like, well, because you were vaccinated, it was less powerful. It didn't knock you down so hard. I, we don't know. We don't know what the truth is. <laughs> it, do, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. What, what are you guys laughing? What's so funny? Oh, okay. Just, all right. All whatever. right. Let's move on from that. Let's talk about. <laughs> yes. Boating. Let's talk about <laughs> boating. Cause you have some old boats you want to talk about. Is that it? There was a story that I saw on a, I get an email once a week from this uh, boat blurb.com. Yeah. And I just like the name boat blurb. So okay. I keep reading their, uh, their stories and it was about uh, boats that are gone and not, but not forgotten. And it got me to thinking about when I was a young lad and I went to day camp, uh, we were right on Biscayne Bay. So we were out on boats every day, whether we were on Hobie cats sailing or we we're on, these boats that I could swear they were called BMPs. They were bow riders, um, where you sat not not center console bow riders, the kind that you sit on either left or right hand side. Okay, and and they had like a W hull to them, and we would go around Biscayne Bay, and and that's before they had speed limits and had fun on those things. And mm-hmm. I was just talking to Patrick about uh, I did a little research on the number of boats manufacturers that have disappeared over the years and there's quite a few so i thought i'd just mention that and and i'm curious as whether this boat was called a bmp that's what we called them in camp which and stands I, for what i don't remember don't it was just they that, looked they looked similar brand. to omc brand uh bow riders except omc really didn't make bow riders they did make these little 14-foot and 16-foot boats. Uh-huh. Uh, and OMC, which was Outboard Motor Company, also made two types of engines or two brand names of engines. Do you right. remember what they are called? Uh, outboard and inboard. Board. That's no, what I'm no. with. Johnson and Evan Root. Oh, okay. All right. But so, OMC is no longer around. So, Well, or, or BMP. Is that what you said, BMP? Yeah, I think they were called BMPs. But Maybe I the cannot- moral of this story is just don't name your uh, manufacturer by initials. Don't use uh, an acronym. Uh, well, <laughs> OMC was a big company at one time. So, you know. Well, yeah, Motor but where company. are they now? I, uh, that's well, my, let's see. Maybe. Yeah. You learn from um, learn from the past or you're doomed to repeat it. But I, I did look up and I found a small boat made by Regal back from the 70s. And yeah. uh, I was asking Patrick, was that him as the model driving the boat? He said, no, that was the owner of the company. Yeah, no, because I was three years old. Oh. What? Okay. In the 70s? Seriously? The, the, I think the time that that picture was taken, which yeah. was like 1970, mm-hmm. um, I would have been three years old. Okay. Oh, so are, okay. are you on the boat in a diaper or something or no? <laughs> yes, Greg. Okay. I, I am on the boat in a diaper. I, I, I teleported myself back to the past. Mm. 
um, just so that I could be in that picture, knowing that in the future, right, I would go to work for this company when I was 18 years old. Great, Scott. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm looking at that picture, and that is the kid. You said that's the owner of the. Uh, uh, I, be- I believe. I believe, and you met that person when we were yeah. down at the Miami Boat Show, and he met his wife as well. Right. So, um, so I believe mm. that that is uh, the current president of the company, the oldest son of the founder of Regal Marine Industries, mm-hmm. and that's a nice, nice little outboard there too. Yeah, it's a that it's a bit of an interesting story. I mean. It, Boat manufacturers as a whole, when some, you know, truly got their start, you know, manufacturing boats of some kind and then moved into pleasure boats and stuff like that, where Regal, it was the Cook family, uh, Paul Cook, who uh, really, his background was in steel buildings um, and just decided that going to move the family to florida and we're going to start a boat company uh he had two silent partners and they came in they bought an existing boat company that was located uh boat manufacturer was located down west robinson street in downtown orlando and that became regal boats so it was Mm. the small runabouts and stuff and then grew it uh certainly the the oil embargo uh in 73 uh, almost shut down a lot of boat manufacturers. Regal almost went out of business. They persevered. And 51 years later, um, I believe the largest independent boat manufacturer in the United States. Wow. And and they don't make any small boats anymore. All your boats are rather large. The smallest boat currently, I believe, is 20 feet or 21 feet i know we just we just had five models that went out of production after incredibly long uh manufacturing runs the 1900 which had been in production i swear like 15 years uh that boat went out so i believe the smallest boat currently is a 20 foot hmm well so there when you, when go. you think about yeah. 20 foot some people would be like oh 20 foot's not that big and then you get some people they get in a 20 foot 20 foot boat and they're like oh my god this thing is it's huge you know, it's all, it's all a matter of perspective as to what you're used to. Yeah. So I'm still, I want to still want a 16 foot little cabin cruiser. <laughs> now, I, thought you were, I thought you were pretty well sold on a couple of the yachts that we were in at the, uh, the booth down there in Miami. Go yeah, big. But again, again, my, uh, my little Tacoma <laughs> will not tow one of those. <laughs> Time well, to upgrade. It will, it will. You just won't be able to stop very well. Well, yeah, that's that right. could be, or the yeah. transmission will melt. Okay. Well, there's that. <laughs> All right, we got more coming up on the World of Boating. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK 
resin to their exclusive Power Claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast good morning starshine the earth says hello earth day it should be every day This is the world of boating. Did you miss Earth Day? Uh, that was uh, just yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Yep. Did you uh, do anything to celebrate Earth Day, Barry? The boat. Uh, I I uh, checked out my plants. My uh, okay. My sunflower plants are growing. My tomato plants are growing. My pineapple right. is not quite golden yet. I'm waiting right. for that to turn golden. So you were talking to your plants via uh, to the Earth, I guess, or to the planet. That's kind of how you looked at it. Well, that is part of Earth Day is, you know, growing your talk plants. Talk to your plants. I talk to them. I harvest It's part of them Earth Day and, and part of a psychological disorder. But I, I, we don't have time to dive any deeper into that. So we'll just leave that one live for now. But uh, but look, the looking back on boating brands that have come and gone, uh, I mean, there's been a bunch of them. Uh, yeah. And that just crossed your desk. You saw that. You wanted to throw it out there. I don't know. How many uh, boating brands have come and gone? Do we even have a number? Well, yeah, there there's a large number. But the top state, guess which is the top state that has had boating manufacturers come and go? Well, it would probably be with the largest number of boaters in general, which isn't that Florida or California? You got it. Ding, Florida. ding, ding. Okay. You, you win that one. All right. 2,230 as of 2021. Two thousand uh, two hundred and thirty boat brands have come, brands have wow. come and gone, just in Florida alone. And, know, and Cal- one and one of those was Barry was right. BMP boats. Okay, so so I haven't lost my memory. So you you have not. It was B period M period P period. Yeah, 
And anybody want to take a guess as to what BMP stood for? Better motor power boats. BMP. Better, better. move power boats. Uh, uh, boating I, manufacturers. I uh, <laughs> <sighs> PowerPoints? No. Um we give up, Patrick. It, it, it what do we know? Some, it would be something that you would you really would, although Greg had the first word correct. Boating better, better. Oh, the, better. The okay. following two would be like, huh? Uh, better made products incorporated out of Miami, Florida. Okay. Oh, but they've uh, very, went under. Very located down at fifty three oh three and a half Northwest Seventh Street. Okay, so they oh, were better, okay. but not quite good enough. <laughs> so they made they made the uh, Sea Scout. Send oh, me that. All right. Oh, okay. That I've heard. Send me uh, that info because I'd love to look at them again if they have any photos. But these they were, do. They've got some ads. Yeah, uh, they were little W hole. What would you call them? They're not. They're try, not try. Are they try well, hole? Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, Bayliner calls it the M hole. Yeah, because it looked like an M. Hmm. I remember it from Flipper because I think that they they had something similar to that. That the uh. uh the the father he he his his patrol boat I think had the uh, tri hole like that. Okay, so you wanted to be like they were on Flipper. Oh, I'm feeling very like melancholy that. this week. I, I was very. like that. You know, I grew up on Miami Beach. Yeah, and during the summertime, my really not in the house. That no, sucks. not in the house. I was I was out all the time. Uh, hmm. That was the days when you didn't put on sunblock; you purposely put on oil to get even darker. Yeah, b- but, back in the day, Barry was known as Barry the Bum. But, uh, I looked like it because I just wore a pair of torn up blue jeans that were made into shorts oh. and, and flip flops during the summer. Wow. All summer long. So mm. by the end of summer, I was uh, looked totally different. Really? Okay. Yes. Well, he painted a picture of <laughs> him in his earlier days. And I don't know. Okay. Well, if you ever saw Bud from uh, Flipper and he walked around in shorts and flippers, flip flops all the time, that's what I looked like. Okay. During the summertime. Yeah. All right. So Bud was the dolphin? Uh, no, Bud was the little guy. Oh, and then okay. You had Sandy was uh, the uh, okay. older brother, and then they had the father, and they all yeah. lived in the house by the... Um, but look at you now. What the, the hell aquarium. happened? Uh, I got old. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well... <laughs> anyway, but but I guess I can say so. You're, you you've just uh, you found that uh, brand. You're like oh, I remember that, and it's kind of like a childhood type of thing that you grew oh, up had, seeing these and like yeah, I'd, I wouldn't mind getting one of those. I, I was out on those boats every summer, all mm-hmm. summer long. Uh, yeah. My job at the camp was to mix the fuel every morning. That was before they knew about things like you know you could get cancer and all that. And I guess children were expendable back then. So. Ah. Right. <laughs> no one ever thought, oh, we could blow ourselves up. Huh. Okay. All right. It was well, what it was. So we you want to get a new one and uh, share it with your kids uh, today. Is that what you're saying? No. No. Oh, okay. I, they don't even go out on my boat with me now. Well, uh, one's in Texas. They've the other learned. One is, they've learned not to go out The next generation yeah. has picked up something mm-hmm. uh, to know not to listen to, to dad, I guess. I don't know. Nope. All right. Well, uh, there's that. So, uh, I don't well, they keep showing up to go boating with them wearing these ripped up blue jean shorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think they're going to do? Mm. Well, that's what mom <laughs> did when my when my blue jeans were worn out. She would just cut them and turn them into shorts. Yeah, yeah. You keep doing that. They're gonna they're gonna put you in a home. So uh, just be careful, Barry. That's but okay. uh, you know, I mean, it, it's fine to look back every now and then. And oh, that, that's fine. 
you know, it's, it's just like uh, you want to capture your youth sometimes. And I guess, you know, getting a boat like that that you grew up with or you remember back in the day, I, I could I could see the appeal, even though it's probably not the smartest thing to, well, Greg, to really could, consider, could, maybe. Could we uh, get out the crystal ball and look into your future? Hmm. Sure. Let's go. Good Lord, let's so, go. When I'm a so, multimillionaire um, no, after that, creating wrong, this empire wrong, radio wrong, shows. Wrong. Wrong future. Oh, wrong future. future. Hey, that was a different multiverse level, I guess. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah. Uh, I see in your future, with your affinity for cruising, mm-hmm. and by that I mean going out on cruise ships, not right, right. to be denoted with anything else, yep. um, would you consider retiring at sea? You mean on a cruise ship? Yes. May I? You know what? Um uh, would I like to do a really long one? Yeah, sure. I mean, they spoil you rotten, you know, you you have everything, you know, right there. It's a floating city. So, would you get you tired go, of it after a while? Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, if you, it cruises around, it goes to different ports all around the world. You could see the world that way. It's not necessarily a bad way to consider uh, traveling. It'd be quite expensive, uh, I would think. But I don't know if you broke it down by day, maybe not so much. But uh, oh, one, but what would I want to live on broke one? It down to about eighty nine bucks a day. Yeah. Well, hey, there's there it could be uh, something to be said for that. That's cheaper than having them commit me to a home. <laughs> well, uh, that yeah. could be, and they could bury you at sea real easy there. Well, okay, <laughs> put you in a knapsack and dump you overboard when yeah. your time is come and gone. <laughs> Don't ever find you. Yeah, I mean, some of those cruise ships are kind of like a nursing home with a better view. So, you know, but one, 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 uh, I guess you would call him a super cruiser, Malcolm Myers, 88, uh, once spent 10 straight months aboard seven seas Voyager. Wow. A Regent seven seas ship says that while the luxury line is not inexpensive, the average cost is comparable to what he pays in his high end senior living community in Stewart, Florida. Well, there you go. See something to think about more coming up on the world of boating. You're listening to the world of boating radio network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, navigating the latest boating news and information, and just throwing out some ideas. Maybe uh, you want to retire instead of going into the nursing home or, that, you know, the big community we have here in Central Florida, the villages. Maybe you go just live on a cruise ship year-round. Uh, you get a better view, see more of the world. Might be a lot more economical than you think, according to Captain Patrick. There, this guy what did an article eighty nine bucks a day for uh, one, a one, ten month one, cruise. Now that that was a different guy who spent ten months, but the people before that cost averaged out, and it was about eighty nine bucks a day is what they had spent. They did like eight months, I think. Yeah, um, something like that. So uh, for me, nope, not no. not not my not my my thing yeah not, well, you, you, you would be living really stripped down to your basic essentials of clothing and maybe one scuba radio guitar uh if you not, were living on a cruise ship if you were living on a crew well look how big the cabins are they're not that big well they're not but you don't need a bunch of stuff you can buy clothes well, that's, that's what i was saying you, you 
Well, that's what I was saying is yeah. that you would be living a stripped down life of just your essentials, your clothing. Well, and it'd be no yeah. different than going to living on a, on a sailboat and retiring to well, a sailboat. Yeah. Cruising the world, except, but except that you don't have to do all the work. Right. You don't, you have, don't to, have to fix the shit. Yeah, see? Or, or cook the food. But or you can still be out on the water like and be a yeah. boater because it would still kind of count. Uh, no, it counts. But the question is, do you think you'd want to do that for the rest of your life? Well, I, I would go for a long – you know, I'd do like a month or two. I'd consider something like that, but I don't know if I could go much longer than that. At some point, you're going to want to get off and get back adjusted, I think, too the real world but i don't know you get you been there you go there and do it you may love it and may not want to get off i mean it's a, you're only a flight away from getting back to where you ever you need to go that'd be the only thing when you're out and traveling but that applies to traveling in general you know so uh i don't know it has some appeal for sure retiring okay. as a boater and and you don't necessarily say you're on a cruise ship you just say you're a boater and then you're all your friends and everybody are pretty impressed Right? No, then they, they want to invite themselves aboard and they find out they have to pay for that. Well, there's that. And plus the fact that you like gain a pound or two a day on a cruise ship. So they may have to. Use, they'll use you as one of the offenders uh, for the cruise ship after that. I'm listening or so. to one side cat. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Come to join me, crew lad. Welcome aboard. I'm here to find the man I love. I'm deeply flattered, son, but my first and only love is the sea. I'm the captain of the boat, and I really like to float on the water. This is the world of boating. Uh, yeah, Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah, maybe he'll retire to a boat after this trial, because if it doesn't go the way he wants it to, he may not have any choice. I heard that the trial know. was over already, and he won it. Oh, but Barry, maybe I was Barry, wrong. Barry, Barry, Barry. No? No, this thing's going to go on for like another four or five weeks, probably. Oh, okay. They're just getting started on this nonsense. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, who knows where that's going to play. His suit's a little too flashy. Yeah, hey, speaking of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's um, what we so, specialize here at World of Boating. Yeah, there's, there's you know, we've had this uh, issue over the past many years of abandoned boats uh, clogging up waterways and things like that. and. I know we touched on this story over in Cape Coral, this sailboat that went down right off the uh, the park, and everybody's fighting over, you know, who's responsible, who's, who's, you know, who financially is supposed to get this thing out of here. So meanwhile, this boat is sitting uh, on the bottom. It's tilted, probably at a good 45 degrees. Mm-hmm. And now, now the citizenry are up in arms, Greg. They are really, really incensed, and now something might get done. What? Any idea as to why? What now is the catalyst? Hmm. Uh, uh, it's in somebody's way. No. No. Wait. Okay. Is the uh, mass still sticking out of the water? It is. Okay. Mm. So that means they've flown something on top of this mass. No. Really? Okay. All right. It is a certain segment of the population, let's say, of a certain age, maybe those who would go and consider to go on a cruise ship uh, year-round to live Mm -hmm. on it, have filmed teenagers climbing up the mast 
and jumping into the water. Oh, I used to jump off the bridges in Miami. I, I, and it's like, look, <laughs> the, they're outside in the fresh air getting exercise. Leave them alone. Yeah. Okay. I mean, get get the boat out of there eventually, but you know, this this shouldn't be the well. Now, well, now now these 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 young teenagers are out there and they're climbing up the mast and they're jumping into the water and one of them's going to get hurt. And just chill out. Well, that Relax. would be like a uh, a rope swing if they still had the lines attached to the mast. Yeah, I mean, that's right. what Greg would be doing. Well, but the city probably is going, oh, we don't have insurance to cover this. If someone gets hurt, we're going to be bankrupt. The city, doesn't, the city doesn't care. If they cared, they would have had this thing out of here as soon as the first day that the thing went over on its side. The fact of the matter is there everybody's everybody starts fighting over these abandoned boats who's responsible they're they they either relying on state money federal money or county money something in the budget that will allow them to go out and reclaim these boats because reclaiming them getting them refloated getting them out of the water and then disposed of is not cheap uh by any stretch of the imagination but in this particular instance i mean there's a video and you can see that video on the world of boating uh, Facebook page or at worldofboating.com. These kids climbing up the mast. Actually, looks like they're having one heck of a time. Mm. And yeah, Barry, I used to do that exact same thing that you did. Yep. I used to do that in Merritt Island. Mm-hmm. We'd have somebody posted below, any boats coming through the bridge? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. And, Jump and off I'm, the bridge. I'm, I'm, I'm talking the causeway bridges now. Uh huh. Okay, I'm talking about the Hubert Humphrey Bridge and the uh, 520 Bridge connecting from Cocoa to Merritt Island. Um, so you know we're we're not talking about a uh, a small a small leap. Uh, so yeah, boat traffic is one of those things that we you definitely would want to keep out for. And I would never ever ever advocate that anybody listening or their kids or anything like that do anything like that today right. because that would be. St- Stupid, probably as stupid as when I did it back when mm-hmm. I was a teenager. Well, if you want to deter, just put up a picture of uh, of Patrick and uh, Barry and say, "Hey, you do this kind of nonsense, you'll turn up like these two idiots." Oh, they'll be lucky. <laughs> well, uh, the story is twofold. One, we do have uh, more and more of these boats that are being abandoned. Part of that is due to the housing crisis, people looking for a cheaper way to live, uh, basically getting anything that will float. Uh, for a little while. It runs or not, <laughs> not get it out into an anchorage somewhere and and you know just take their little dinghy in or whatever it is and go do their job and come back and just live as cheap as they can uh and some of those boats unfortunately are not seaworthy enough to even to even be out on the water this one as i said uh it looks like just a bunch of kids having a good time uh yeah, boat should be taken out of there, and this is not a does not appear to be a small sailboat by any stretch of the imagination. Mast is, you know, they're, they, these kids are they're they're all into the rigging and stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, climbing up the thing at an angle, and then getting as far as they can up to the top, and then they're just dropping into the water. Leave them alone. Yeah, sounds like fun to me. It's uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's I'd, like I'd be out there. Well, you know, yeah. when you're a kid, you know, you used to find old uh, abandoned forts and things, you know, like tree houses in the local woods and stuff, and just you turn it into your playground, right? It's it's not yep. much different, uh, with the yeah. exception of all the uh, extra elements of the water that you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's always someone has to ruin the fun, though, and I bet you it's an insurance thing. Because nah, they're like a crotchety a, old man. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, if they fall and they break a leg or something, they're going to sue us for everything we got. We, we can't but, afford that. But the same people that are complaining about that 
don't want to put up any money to go and get the thing taken out of the water. So it's going to be one or the other, folks. Mm-hmm. Either you're going to have to pony up some extra tax money and uh, get these things out of the water or uh, potentially uh, pony up some extra tax money for lawsuits. Barry, they, could, one of the they, two. They, they could hire the scuba radio scuba squad. Turn it into an artificial our, reef. Our boss could send us out there with a bunch of lift bags that he could get donated to the scuba squad, and we could lift the boat ourselves. Or we sink it and turn it into a new dive site. It's already sunk. Well, yeah. Well, it's I mean, partially sunk. But I, I thought yeah, I that fiberglass fiber boats, sailboats don't make good dive sites. Mm, uh, I don't know that it matters. Could be. I mean, yeah. you'd have to take it out to deeper water. That'd be the trick. You know, I thought there was just an environmental a, concern with FRP. If we know. took a saw and just cut the mast off, wouldn't it just disappear then? No, it's it's you still got a good bit of the uh, deck and some of the hull out of the water. Yeah. Oh, okay. and it, it's, so it's it's really it's really really there. close to the shoreline. Yeah. Okay, you know? oh, um, so that's what it is. They're messing up our view. Oh well, that that is part of the story from a couple weeks ago when this when this kind of came about. Is like, and now I can't see, and my view is obstructed. You know, it's mm-hmm. just ridiculous. Anyway, leave the kids alone. Okay. Uh, on to other news. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a new launch on the Intercoastal Waterway that is scheduled to be officially opened uh, Thursday, April 28th. Uh, contractors are still putting the finishing touches on some of the amenities, but the boat ramps have already been opened, and this is like a $17 million launch facility. Wow. Not and there here. are problems. Why? What's wrong with the ramps? Well, what makes you think that the problem is with the ramps? Well, you said the ramps are open, but the rest of it, they're still <laughs> touching up. So something's got to be wrong if there's the a pro- problem. The, the problem is with the ramps. Apparently, with all the great engineering, uh, the ramps are crooked. They're Wait. canted at an angle uh, so that when you're backing in to launch or recover, your trailer is tilted once, one way or the other. How is that possible? Cement would want to. So they're, you mean they're uneven? Is that what you're saying? They're uneven. He's, he like, means they're. It's I, like listing to either port or starboard. Yeah, correct. It's, okay, yeah, but how could concrete do that? Well, it's, hmm. maybe it's settled well, that, wrong. That, that begs the question. You know, for <laughs> seventeen. Oh, you wanted you wanted the ramps that aren't crooked. Oh, hmm. we could have given you that package for twenty five million. Ah, seventeen okay. million. You get the crooked ramps. You get the crooked ramps. <laughs> wow. Well, so, I, I, I mean, I mean, if, if the ramps are uh, crooked, I mean, I would imagine it's not massively crooked, is it? Or oh, no. Or do we know? It's, oh, it's, like, how much? It, it's massively crooked. If you if you go to worldofboating.com or World of Boating on Facebook page, you'll find this story, and you can take a look for yourself um, as to how massively crooked uh, these are the uh, the article is design flaws surface at Baldwin County's new seventeen million dollar boat launch, hmm. uh, and you're you're going to have issues certainly with uh, your twin hull boats, your pontoon boats, things like that. That you, you're really it, you I, I've reco- it. I've launched yeah. and recovered boats on a wide variety of ramps over the many many years that I've that I've done this a couple times. It's been literally right off the side of the road where there wasn't even a ramp. Uh, but they can so, fix this for a, a measly $17 million or more, right? Uh, you know, what? What's what? they're looking into it as to what's going to be required. And what's going to be required is to basically 
build a coffer dam, drain these areas out, and I don't know if I, I don't know if they did the concrete, if they were slabs that they bought in and put in place, um, or if uh, you know when they when they had the coffer dams up and the area was drained out of water, if they you know laid in traditionally as you would with concrete. Uh, yeah, or, or they sure, put a but, like dead body under one side, and and now they're seeing the effects of it. You know, maybe the mob was involved. I don't know. Maybe that's just my imagination. More coming up. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast welcome aboard i will be your captain you'll be my scallywags i don't know what that means but you will be them and here's how we play thank you for your attention and welcome aboard let's go this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick. Ferry the boat around and out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. All right, you know, uh, the FBI is uh, planning to dig, uh, start a dig for Jimmy Hoffa. Maybe I'll start at that uh, boat ramp. Maybe that's what's making it uneasy or uneven, you know? No, <laughs> no, it's, that's, that's, that's not it. Um, anyway, we don't know till they dig. <laughs> no, I, I, I pretty well know. Okay. Uh, 
Baldwin County Engineer Joey Nunnally is aware of the complaints and recognizes there's a problem, particularly with larger boats, pontoons, or catamarans. <laughs> uh, the problem is easily visible, uh, as this uh, Fox News 10 was out there. And the quote from Nunnally is, in true Alabama fashion, Oops. Us and the design, us and the design engineers mm-hmm. all went down yesterday and looked at it. The design engineers are back down there today taking some further measurements and investigations, and we'll figure it out. Huh. Um, there's not not, <laughs> not too much to figure out. Do they have a quote uh, of the guy after they looked at it? Where, where they do, I think we have it. Is it? No! That's, that's all <laughs> we have. Okay. It looks like a it looks like a big ramp. It, it is a it's a very wide ramp. It's just yeah. one of one of in that that whole facility. Again, seventeen million dollars for this facility on the ICW that wow. they're getting ready to open up. Why and, so expensive? That seems insane, doesn't it? Seventeen million dollars to put in some. Well, boat no, ramps? that's a bargain. That that's a bargain. Again, if you wanted the ramps that were true and straight, that would have been about twenty five million. Oh, uh-huh. but for seventeen million. You That's got the you crooked get. ramps. That was mm. discount boat ramps are us. Interesting. Well, you know, remember that that also includes the land, the parking, because you can't have a normal parking lot. Remember boat ramp boats, you had the trailer and the towing vehicle. So the parking yeah. lots are extra large. Hmm. Anyway, my prediction is this. Okay. They're gonna do absolutely nothing. Just really? let people deal with it. Yeah, I, I believe that will be the hey look. Over time, <laughs> maybe it'll settle. 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 The yeah, other wait. side will settle down. <laughs> when Jimmy Hoffa de- decomposes just enough, the other side will sink down and it'll even out. I'm, I'm pretty know, sure it's, that it's, he is dust. I, ju- I just, it, to, to something Barry and I were talking about you know, during the break was, you know, they build a coffer dam. You got this whole area drained out. You know, you, whether these were the concrete was poured or they had preformed slabs, whatever it is, the, the, uh, Ground underneath was all prepped, you know, leveled out, you would think. Mm-hmm. And there comes a point where you the coffer dams come out and you allow the water to come back in. And you would think that, hey, um, does that look right to you? <laughs> As the water's coming in, and decidedly, you can see that there's an issue. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it. I don't think it happened. You know, when people started launching their boats, this mm. this issue was there from the get go. They'll somebody, never notice. Somebody didn't know how to, you know, maybe yeah. maybe they were leaning on the um, the level <laughs> at the time. Well, um, take the sandwich. The engineer had had surgery on one of his legs years ago, and it's one inch shorter on one side. Ah, you know, one of those. Okay. And in more boat ramp news, mm. um, I know we all enjoy paying boat ramp fees. Yay. Right, Barry? Yeah, no, no. Uh, Greg doesn't because Greg does. Greg just comes down and he he. Greg is a scab. He just my, he my just, favorite. He jumps. He jump. He jumps on other people's boats. My, my, know, uh, doesn't offer my to ramp. pay for gas or parking or anything like that. I'm a guest. Come on. My ramp fees doubled at the place that I use, uh, which was a little bit of a shock. So what's the problem? I mean, what are they charging too much for the ramp fees at this well, particular place, or what? Well, this is in Ch- Citrus County. Okay. So here in Florida, so you got to pay with and, oranges, <sighs> grapefruit. No. So they 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 hired a third party to oh, collect no. boat ramp fees, hmm. and 
I it I can financially I still don't understand how subcontracting that stuff out ever makes any financial sense to the government entity. I know they're like, oh, we'll pay this company X and we'll get X from them and they get you know this other bit. So what they've done, this this third party that's collecting these boat ramp fees, it's not like they're staging people out at the boat ramps. They put up, it's a pay app um, so that when you go to park, you have to download the app, you have to register, pay your, your parking via the app. Right. And there is issues with what people have been getting charged, uh-huh. uh, getting charged incorrectly, uh, and now they're taking it back to the county commission, and now there are, you know, they're... they're the same thing with the boat ramp, the crooked boat ramp. Uh, their quote is, the system is not likely to change. To put someone on site would cost too much. You know, they yeah. think it's getting better, but they're not really sure. Right. So the way that this particular situation works is premium parking service keeps 20% of the collected revenue, and Citrus County gets 80%. But it's all a pay app. So why, as a county, you wouldn't just have your IT department develop a pay app and just do it yourself and, you know, get at least another 15% out of that 20% that you're paying this company. And, and the counties can do it. Cause my, my son started out with the city of Miami parking authority, which is a entity that uh, is a County entity. And they had a pay app system for their parking. Right. Systems. And, and here's what they always look at. They look at the dollars. As of March 16th, the County collected $50,000 in revenue. Of that, eleven thousand was spent on vendor fees to premium parking and sales tax. Another six thousand eight hundred was spent on installation costs, and four hundred seventy-three dollars on utilities. A lot of waste, and the A government could do better. Mm, the voters are getting really upset. Well, there yep. you go. On that note, we'll have to wrap it up for this week. Till next time, remember: whether it's sail or motor, life, life is, is better, better as a motor. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at worldofboating.com. <gasps> Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.